0: The Perth Wedding Minds podcast, bringing you the latest advice and inspiration to help you achieve your dream wedding with your hosts, Adam, Eden and Seth. Welcome guys to Perth Wedding Minds podcast. I am here with a lovely bunch of ladies. The amazing wedding planners voted as number one last year in 2019 at the Brides Choice Awards. They have started a wedding dress charity ball in the same year, raising funds for the Make A Wish Foundation, where this annual event gives the people of Perth an opportunity to re-wear their wedding day favorites while supporting a great cause. I have the pleasure of introducing to you Jess and Lisa. Welcome to the Perth Wedding Minds Podcast.
1: Thank you. Hi.
0: (laughs) So, how is everything going for you um, this year, girls?
2: Well, I think, like, for everybody, it's been a bit of a difficult start. Oh, no, good start, then difficult middle, and then now we're picking up again. And there's one reason why we wanted to do the ball, especially the second year, um, to give people something to look forward to. You know, it's been um, so hard, but with business and everything, that's all picking up again for us. We only had to luckily postpone and um, reschedule. Reschedule. A few, so we're going to be kick starting in the next week, and it will be exciting
0: so the thirtieth of thirtieth uh, of August now we're in um, two mu- uh, two days away from spring yes. the season is pretty much starting, and winter's been probably the worst winter we'll ever experience uh how have you found it yourself in 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 terms of um, all things weddings and personally
1: yeah it's it's been really strange, strange times and really hard for people on so many levels. Um, you know, obviously business-wise, a lot of people have suffered Um financially people have suffered it's been you know really tough um, on people's mental health as well and uh, in the wedding industry it's been really hard as well because you know a lot of people have had to reschedule or cancel and it's still really unsure times because we don't know about international travel and you know the the closure of the borders, so it's just really uncertain times for people. But as you say, only a couple of days till spring and hopefully that brings a positive change.
0: So tell me about how you girls started out in the wedding industry. What came to be and and how did it all happen?
1: Um, Basically, we both um, are married and during our own wedding planning process, we realised how affordable weddings can actually be. Um, And then I saw in the newspaper that the average wedding in Australia was $90,000 or something, and I just thought, that's ridiculous. And we just thought, you know, there's a a gap in the market for affordable wedding planners. They were very much a luxury back in that time. Um, And we thought, look, if we can provide people with an affordable service that helps give them the tools to reduce the cost of their wedding, um, I think, you know, it was a good business idea. And, um, you know, it's been really successful. And since we started the business, we've noticed um, a few other people have started up similar businesses as well. So there definitely was that gap in the market. Um, Yeah, so that's how we started.
0: And how long has it been since you started?
1: Uh, Five years. Yeah. So it's been a journey, but it gets better every year. And yeah, it's really exciting and it's a
2: good, really good, rewarding job.
0: Now, you talk about um, you as a duo. How did you two come to be?
2: We actually met through a mutual friend. And I don't think we'd actually been friends that long before we actually jumped into the business. I think Jess, um, it was Jess's initial idea and so it's her baby that's grown and she invited me along to join in with her and that was it. The rest is history, as they say. So I think we'd only really been friends sort of about six months but when you click with someone, you click with someone. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, you know, we've both got our strengths in different areas and we bounce off each other and we know, You know, Jess is very creative, like she can make um, bouquets with uh, fake flowers. She's so clever with things like that. And she's made wedding cakes for some of our clients. Um, yeah, she's very great.
0: versatile. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Whereas I sort of tend to take over the social media side of things. So, but, and then we meet in the
0: middle with everything else. So it's great. It's a really good relationship. Nice. nice. And, and as to, um, as two wedding planners, um, that come together, um, or they will not even had, have a previous history of it. What, what did you two girls do before all of this?
2: Oh, I was completely different. Mm. I, I used to work with racehorses. So, um, and I was a personal assistant.
1: Yeah. So very different industries. Mm.
0: (laughs) And are you you happy with the lifestyle change?
2: Yes, definitely. Well, I mean, I still have my passion for horses. That's something I think um, is never going to go, but it's nice to have that on the side. And then this is my new um, career. And yeah, I wouldn't change it at all.
0: Excellent, excellent. And uh, oh, five years in, you've been voted um, number one wedding planner, planners as a duo. Um, was that the one category? Was it um, like as, a, as an all round thing? And um, how, how did that feel? That was completely unexpected. <laughs> that was a funny story.
2: <laughs> that, was, that was, yeah, it was just, we were just in the one category. And we weren't expecting to win it at all. We were up against some amazing other planners and... um, We were eating. We were eating when they they announced it. And (laughs) they did the runners-up and we were like, oh, we're not in the runners-up. And then suddenly it was announced that we won. And I I had a mouthful of food, which I promptly had to spit out and (laughs) and put back on the side. And then... (laughs) Get I door. didn't even realise
1: our name had been called. My husband <laughs> said, Jess, that's you. <laughs> I was in complete <laughs> shock. <laughs>
2: So it was yeah, it was amazing. We just went it was totally unexpected and it was yeah, we just felt so amazing and um and just these just from other vendors there, just you know, how they were so lovely about it all and it was it was I mean it was a it was a great night for everyone. But yeah, it was really rewarding mm. and it just made all the hard work that we had put into this worth it, you know. Even if we only win it the once, the once is enough for us. Mm. You know, it was great. It's on
0: paper forever.
2: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We were the first ones in WA. <laughs> yes. As a
0: duo or as a- No, it's no, the it's, first
2: time they've held the Brides' uh, Choice yeah. Awards here. Yeah. So. I
0: haven't been involved in, in it. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's a fresh thing to me and I'm still like learning about it. Yeah. Um, how has that affected your business? I would say in a positive way, I'd imagine. Definitely
2: in a positive way. I think we got definitely noticed a lot more. Like for quite a few good few months afterwards, we were like, oh, you're the girls that won the award, you know, by other vendors and even by clients, you know. And um, I think literally the next weekend we did a wedding and we had all people coming up to us congratulating us and that. So it was really lovely that we got that recognition from a lot of people. And I think it took people... I'm not saying people didn't take us seriously, but I think it just took us up that next
0: level, which was nice. Excellent, excellent. And now, um, going forward, um, you, you guys were talking about the whole $90,000 average um, per year for a wedding. Um, what I've seen when I'm talking to my clients is I ask them, do you have a wedding planner? And they say, no, we're going to try and do it all ourselves. And what I see is a lot of them obviously have never done it before. They try to do it themselves. What is your kind of overall message to clients who, who are looking to do it themselves and how you would... Not particularly try to sell yourselves, but what are the advantages of hiring a wedding planner or planners?
1: <laughs> um, we definitely do hear that a lot. People saying, oh, you know, we we think we can do it ourselves, that sort of thing. Um, but the thing is you don't get married every day. It's something that quite often you will only do once. So you don't always know what you're doing. Um, also, people don't know when they're being ripped off. Um, You know, like they, a lot of people get overcharged and they don't know what a reasonable expectation for a quote will be from any given vendor because they don't deal with them all the time. So from that perspective, um, we are worthwhile um, because we do know what's fair and we, you know, we do have really good relationships with some awesome vendors in the industry who we'll pass on discounts to our clients as well, so that's another way they can save money. And also just on the day itself, I think a lot of people, they don't consider who's going to do all the running around on the day, setting up the decorations, packing down, just making sure it all goes smoothly as well. You know, as the bride and groom, you don't want people calling you with problems that are going on. You know, you want to relax and enjoy your day. So that's where it's really handy to have us as well. And, you know, some people only want us for that purpose. They don't want us to do any planning or that side of things. They just want us there on the day to make sure it runs smoothly.
0: And and uh, when when they do decide to go with a wedding planner, um, how do you reinforce that they've made the right decision?
2: Um,
1: I think our service speaks for itself, um, you know, we don't try and pressure people into uh, hiring us, or you know, we are really transparent. We that's just not our style. But I think once they've seen our work, and once they, um, you know, a lot of people, it's a word of mouth thing. So people might have used us before, recommended us. Um, I think then they really see the value in that in our service.
0: Excellent. I like the I like the full transparency and not being pushy.
1: Yeah, That's definitely. a very important one.
0: I I feel yeah. like I have those values as well. Yeah. And um, like me being booked out for the next twelve months is really taking that uh, into account. Mm. I feel. Um. But yeah. So, uh, with springtime approaching, um, what is your calendar looking like for the rest of the year? Um. And, and and just adding to everybody, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Over East is shut down, and and it's uh, and it's trickling over to the other states. But we've got it good. Um, so, what's the calendar like?
2: It's good. It's good. It's. I think COVID is. Yeah, obviously, we've had to make a lot of um, adjustments and change of dates um, to suit everybody. Um, luckily. All vendors that we've dealt with have been accommodating as well. We haven't run into really any issues like that. Um, and yeah, we're really looking forward to getting it kick started again. Like I say we've got about another week until our first wedding's back, and we're really excited about that. Um, and we're people are also getting brave enough to to book people again. I'm finding that we in the middle of COVID, it just went really just dropped off. Nobody wanted to know. And now people are making inquiries again, wanting to have meetings again. So with weddings and meetings and that, it's really picking up again. It's, and it's not that it's not always exciting, but it's getting to that excitement stage again. It's like, because each wedding is different. And I think that's why we love the job so much, because no wedding is the same. everybody has their own different styles and visions and it's so great to actually see it come together on the day. So we've got some really exciting weddings coming up that we can't wait to do. Mm
0: -hmm. So tell me about how you girls um, obtain a client for the first time. What is your first question to them or what's their initial question to you most of the time?
1: Um, People usually contact us um, quite often. They're not sure exactly what they need from us. Um, as I mentioned earlier, some people literally want us to coordinate on the day. So that's an easy one. Um, but if it's, if they want some planning, they want coordination on the day, they might want us to source, you know, vendors and maybe set up and pack down. Uh, but they're not really a hundred percent sure. Um, What we normally recommend is having a meeting. So we offer obligation-free meetings where we sit down, work out exactly what they need from us, and then we'll send through multiple quotes um, and they can, you know, choose one of those quotes if
2: they like or they don't have to. That's absolutely fine. Excellent. Yeah, because we try to tailor each each quote to them Mm. it's one thing another common question is people message us and ask for a specific price um they'll just be like how much do you charge for wedding planning and wedding planning is so diverse yeah there's so much into it that we we started off when we first were in the business with packages but then it just we quickly learned that each wedding is so individual that we can't charge the same for each wedding, like if you've got a wedding for 100 people, we can't change the same for a wedding that's got 50 people because it's just not the same amount of work. I mean, it's the same amount of passion, but not same amount of work. Mm. So that's why we always... I always say to them, let's meet up and then we can work out exactly what you need and tailor it to suit you for what you need.
0: Well, let's um, let's add some more value um, again with uh, with what you've just said and expand on it. What is the difference um, in workload between 50 and 100 guests at a wedding?
1: Well, it's oh, on the day, it's a lot more work because mm-hmm. if you're setting up, Centrepieces and placements for 100 or 150 guests, that takes hours and hours. And we probably need both of us there. If it's 50 people, one of us can do the job, probably take a couple of hours. So that's where the extra workload comes in usually um there can be other ways as well where it is extra work but you know if it's sourcing vendors and things obviously that's not extra work because you have to do that for no you know matter how many guests you have you still need the same amount of vendors it really usually is um it comes down to the setup on the day
0: yeah and and when you do coordinate and set up things on the day, which is what most people really prefer, right, mm-hmm. um, how many hours do you think goes into the planning stage uh, before you execute?
1: Depends on the wedding. How long is space the of string?
0: I, I, yeah. I'll expand on it again and, okay. and again and just be like the difference between a 50 and a 100, 150. I mean, um, like you just said, with the setting up for 150 people, um, the decorators come in, um, like from, from my end, I would see, I would go into a reception and I would see those little name tags and things like that. Is that what your kind of job is uh as part of it can be, it, yeah, it,
2: yeah, it can. It depends if if they're hiring. If we're being hired for just coordination on the day, then we don't have anything to do with the setup. We are there literally to coordinate venues, uh, vendors. Sorry, make sure everything's running on time, all things like that. Um, if we are doing that on top of setting up on the day, then it is a much bigger job on top of that. So we would be there earlier on in the day. <coughs> Excuse me um, depending on what we have to do. Um, and again, that's when it's hard when people ask us, how much would it cost you to set up some centerpieces? Well, it's how many centerpieces, how many tables. And then that's when you, when you start asking the right questions, that's when you can find out is, you know, is it just literally, putting a candle on, is it actually putting together together some florals, adding some cutlery, all little things like that. So that's when we can work out how big a day it's going to be. Yeah, there's mm. a lot
0: of detail involved. Mm. Yeah,
2: like we've got one wedding up where we've got to blow up 200 balloons. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so, of course, that's going to, so we'll be getting somebody else on board that day to help us out because that's a full-on day where we're, styling coordinating so that's a big big wedding we've got coming up
0: let's go back to the beginning and can we talk about some of your early early times mm-hmm. um, and what what it was like being a uh, wedding planner wedding planners for the yeah. first time
2: it was oh it was pretty ex- exciting um and we learned a lot with our first few weddings um definitely and uh, I think our first big wedding was at um Nanga Bush Camp. What yeah, was that?
1: that was um that was about a hundred
2: 100 people, people on um, Australia Day weekend, over forty degrees. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> a real a real um real hot one. It was, yeah. But it was, it was beautiful. Pretty, and it the, was. the um fortunately the bride and groom sort of ran out of money towards the end. So, yeah, it's learning. We learned very on that you have to be on your feet to think of things, you know. Um, luckily, we haven't really had a wedding that's had um, a huge problem. I think we've come across, we've been on the phone to flight control, organising balloon releases. Um, Jess has had to sit on top of Eskies to stop people getting into the alcohol before the <laughs> ceremony has started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have I have one for you where I was a wedding planner for a second. Um the limousine uh broke down before they picked up the bride. Oh no. And I had a seat um with the inside the bride limousine. And yeah, the limousine was not it was a hot day and it was down south and I think that was one of two only uh limousine companies down there. And yeah, the worst happened wow. and everybody was at the ceremony and I was there with the bride and all the bridesmaids and the father. And then long story short, they got a Rolls Royce, a four seater car, and um, the, everybody else kind of took a separate car. I mm. got shotgun in the Rolls Royce, but... Uh, very uh, very awkward <laughs> yes. but I got a really cool photo of the father and the um, the bride yeah. um, in the back seat from my perspective yeah. and it was really cool so <laughs> but but my coordination was I took I took it upon myself to call up and
2: That's it you, you just know, gotta the you got to be that problem solved and and it's one thing we always say to the bride and groom like we don't want to bother you on the day like we will only bother you if it's something huge touch wood we've never had to do it and um again I think like and we always say can we have a contact number of someone we can contact and use on the day in case there is something we need help with and again I think that's the only time we've had to ask that is the same wedding Jess was sitting on the esky they drank all the alcohol before the reception started so we had to get hold of the groom's dad to go and buy some more alcohol (laughs) so it was like you know um yeah, we've been very fortunate in what we've had to deal with. and But then we've had another um, end of the spectrum where we've turned up at a venue and it wasn't open. And we had uh, stylists and everyone turning up and we couldn't get into the venue to get it open.
0: Insane. So, Amazing. And then what happened?
2: Um, well, luckily the owner's um, parents lived on site, so we had to go and knock on their door and be like, um, can you come and open the venue so we can get in? And, yeah, it was a bit... <laughs> That was a bit of a, that's that probably one of the bigger problems. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that would, that could have been interesting. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so thinking on your feet. One question I'll ask personally for myself, and Sabine would uh, um, kill me if I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. We're kind of going through um, the alcohol kind of discussions right now. Mm-hmm. We have approximately eighty people mm-hmm. um, coming to our wedding, and we want the the beer, the red and the white wines, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe cider. What's a good number for alcohol to people to avoid that problem that you had before? Oh, it depends
1: on your guests, and you would know your guests more than (laughs) I
2: would. Um, I really don't know. Are are they, yeah, it depends. You've got to think of things like are they more beer drinkers than wine drinkers?
1: How Um, many people are actual drinkers? And more, you know, how many will have one drink and then
2: just. You go to water because there's
0: designated drivers as well, exactly. yeah, yeah. So,
2: you know, you can either are you going to have drinks straight, uh, like before ceremony, straight after ceremony, pre dinner drinks? You know, yeah. it's all, um, all these things you have to take into factor, really, isn't it? It's, um, and how much drink you want them to have as well. If you don't mind, you know, if you think, oh, well, they can drink as much as they want, then you can get sort of. I don't know, you could average sort of. Um, you'd
1: probably do. If they're, they're per big person. drinkers
2: and. Yeah, you'd probably
1: do two bottles of wine per person and maybe half a carton if they're massive drinkers and if you're going to be drinking sort of before the ceremony and then after, you know, for like a long extended yeah. period of time. But you know, as I say, it, you would know more than yeah, I would.
0: Market research. Uh, I, I, would, yes.
2: I would always suggest yes. get more than what you yeah, think. Exactly. And if yeah. you go yeah. somewhere like Dan Murphy's, as mm-hmm. long as it's not open, you can return it. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. Yes. So that's awesome. That's I'm not sure about Liquorland and all those places as well, but I'm 99% sure that Dan Murphy's still do that. If it's not unopened,
0: they will take it back. Yeah, there's a good tip. So yeah, yep. perfect. Um, let's go into. I'll ask some more questions about uh, for the for the uh, clients. And so going throughout the day, as uh, someone that is about to get married, or, or in during the ceremony, um, and things like that. What what happens during the ceremony for you guys? Are you um, are you just waiting there or are you nearby um are you looking at uh, making sure reception's ready and what's what's to go there
1: Each wedding's really different yeah. again in this regard um depending on where the ceremony and reception are being held and the time frame um for us to have access to the venues so um sometimes we will have to leave the ceremony to go to the reception to start setting up there if we you know if we're under time constraints. Uh, ideally and usually we will set up the ceremony and be there for the ceremony and then wait for it to finish and then pack it down and then go to the reception. Um, or we could possibly have set up the reception before the ceremonies even started. Uh, quite often the um, the couple will want us to transport some of the things from the ceremony to the reception. So once the ceremony's finished, you know, they might have some florals or some decorations that they want transferred, um, you know, welcome signs, that sort of thing. So we can pack all that up and take it over to the reception and set it up there. But it really depends. A lot of uh, weddings are all at the same location, so that makes it really easy.
0: Excellent, and and with the vendors as well, because you are you are the. You, we just say you're the middleman between.
2: Yeah, we with, say that we're the
0: go-to person. The go-to on the person. Day. That's it. That's it. So the decoy bridesmaid, <laughs> well, bridesmaids, <laughs> um, with with the vendors, uh, who uh, can can you give me some tips on how vendors should go about their, one, going through you and going through the client on the day?
2: It depends really which vendor it is, but usually say like for yourself, a photographer, um, we just um, ask open communication and we get a timeline as well for the day. So we know where you've got to be um, and if you need any help or advice on i don't know if there's some kind of weather change or something like that that not to not to be shy about asking us for anything um it is one thing that we did find with some vendors at the beginning that they couldn't they found it quite awkward us being there and having to talk to us and ask us for anything um i remember we were helping set up at one wedding And a stylist was there and I was, I was, I'd done my job. So I was like, is there anything I can do to help you? And she was just like, oh, you're just a wedding planner. Don't you just stand around? And I was like, "Mm, well, no, actually I do a lot more than just stand around. You know, we've helped with this whole day and we're very hands-on people. We don't like to be standing around. So if there's anything we can do to help fellow vendors, we will. Um, And so far we've had great communication and relationships with every other vendor that we've met um and that is just it we just o- ask for open communication don't be shy to ask us if there's any problems
0: and we can work together at each wedding and and uh Going towards into the, I'm, 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 my questions are a little bit all over the place, but it's just like <laughs> coming up with these new ones, like as you're saying, something spe- specific. With with the vendors, um, when, when you do communicate with them and they're fully transparent, how much easier does that make the day run? Oh, so much easier. So much easier. If
2: we're all on the same page. It's just, yeah, the day is just so smooth because there's no stress for us having to worry about where people are, what people are doing. Mm. We know exactly what's going on. The vendor, we hope, is also relaxed because they know that we've got, we're there. If they have any problems, they've also got the timeline We because we make sure that um, each vendor that we deal with gets a timeline before the day as well. Yeah. Everybody's on the same page and yeah and i th- i think that's just the whole transparency thing with everybody yeah. it's mm.
0: i've i've noticed that any time there isn't a wedding planner uh mm-hmm. it's been a little bit like i i would be for example at the ceremony and then that transition period from the ceremony to reception all mm-hmm. of a sudden there's a bit of confusion mm-hmm. and that's when i really appreciate the wedding planners that are there yeah when when they are there it's uh, that that transition is like, okay, they've got it yeah and because there's there's been multiple times now, going back to the limo um, story, there's been other times where the cutting of the cake, for example, um, the cake was in the worst spot and, yeah. and it's I'm making like,
2: those last minute decisions yeah. of like, oh, are you sure you want that there? Yeah. and you know we've never had a bride that's been upset with us moving something. Um, But sort of saying from your perspective, having that help, it's one thing I always suggest to our brides for the photographer is making a list of every photo they want taken so you don't miss Auntie Gerald or Uncle Roy. It's so... Yeah, because you yeah. don't know who wants who they want pictures of. And then that's something we can also help with. We can yeah. be the, the person that while you're taking one lot of family shots, we can go off and get the next lot of family and have them waiting and just help make your job much smoother and just get, you know, because you want to get off and take the couple shots and get the family shots done. And we Especially just- during golden hour. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah there, there's been a couple of times that that's happened too, and my um, and I learn from it too. But I always go right like the one week before. I say, mm. guys, one week away, exciting. Uh, are you able to please give me a list mm. of the the must have shots? Yeah. Um. You know the family shots, and that's like a fail safe for me. Yeah. If I have that, there's, you know, it's it's all good. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I sometimes feel like I am like that wedding planner vibe, like I joke <laughs> about it every now and then.
2: Oh, but you have to in a way, don't you? Because you are there to work out what they want, yeah. what
0: shots they want and style they want. So yeah, especially like from bridal prep all the way to first dance and, and then the party games after if they have them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's my first question. Do you have a wedding planner? Mm. And if they don't, then I kind of go into semi-wedding planner mode. I don't mind it. That's like above and beyond for me, and, mm. and it's and it's fun yeah. as well. And um, my biggest um, kind of the feel good. Um, a uh, sense of fulfillment as well <laughs> is when they go. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you know. But then that's the benefit of having a wedding planner. Yeah, you know. And that's you know you, you network with the right ones, and you 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 have them and book them. You notice that wedding planners are are, are the first point of call, or does it is it generally venues that are hired first?
1: Mm, usually venues. We have mm. had um, some clients come to us first and they haven't organised anything at all but usually they'll come to us and they all will already have a date a venue um at, at the minimum sometimes they've even booked a few vendors themselves but as you say um you know people think they can do it themselves but after going through the process of booking a few vendors they realise how time consuming it is and quite often they'll both be working full-time as well as trying to plan the wedding and that's when they they go oh no like this is this is too much I'm gonna get someone in to help me out with this
0: mm. nice and uh, what about you um do you have any specific like moments where your the client has called you up and you 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 said you need a lot of help you definitely need a lot of help
2: um we have definitely had meetings like that where I think I think some people think that weddings are very Dot to dot. This is what I've got to do. I've got ABCD. And in a lot of ways it is. And they think, oh, I don't really need a lot. And then you sit down and have a meeting with them. And when you actually draw out of them what they want, um, it's a lot more than what they think they want. Um, and that's why we love having the meetings. Because it's an art, isn't it? it is, it's just, you know, you can only get so much over a message or an email. But sitting face-to-face with someone, it also is good for the client to work out if... If they're happy with us, so like they've got to if they click
0: with you. Yeah, mm.
2: they've got to be happy that they trust us with their day, that they trust us to help. Um, and if we don't, if they think they don't click with us, that's fine. You know, it's you don't click with everybody. But that's why it's so essential and why we always suggest have a meeting with us first. Mm. And then, yeah, we know the kind of questions to ask, you know, if, even down to what hobbies do you have? <laughs> you know, what can we bring into it? From your hobby. To personalise it. Yeah, yeah. and um, favourite colour, favourite flower, you know, all these little things. And then you can be like, oh, well, what about this kind of, you know, a gerber or something like that into their bouquet? And and it's little things they don't think of. And then you can really get a, a vision of what kind of day they want. And mm. then it, it makes us, um, our job easier to then quote them to suit them.
0: What has been the most common suggestion you've made that's, that has been, that have blown clients away? They're like, oh, my God, I didn't think of that. What's, uh, do you have something that's regularly put out there that's always almost taken on board? Mm, that's a good question. That's a really good Not question. Not off the
1: top of my head.
0: I can, I can tell you my one. My, okay. my suggestion as a photographer is um, during the portrait time. Yeah, I remind them that that's probably the only hour or so that they get to themselves to really yes. soak in the day. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, "Oh." And yeah, then- that's yeah.
2: something you say a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I oh, say so always. Yeah, take that time to when you're having your photos. This is your first moment you've had on your own as husband as and wife. That's exactly what I say. Yeah, so just take in that moment because the day goes so quickly. Like I know personally from when I got married, I think I was the only sober person at the end of the night because it was just going around and talking to everyone. I would literally get given a drink, take one sip, put it down, go off, then get given another one. And it's just, it goes so quickly and you want to take that moment and suddenly be like, oh, We did it. We're married, you know. Because you're
0: you're stressing leading up to the ceremony and then Mm -hmm. you're entertaining your guests after the ceremony. So that one hour is like an escape where, um, you know, as a photographer would keep it I like to keep it candid. I don't want to mm. bother them too much. Yeah. And then just say you guys just do this, hold your hands like this and walk that way. Yeah. <laughs> for however long you need to chat, look at each other and you know, look around and and that works and then they they're so appreciative of it too. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, I mean, for me, asking for a wedding planner some questions because mm-hmm. I, I, we, we're doing a, a small wedding, small-ish wedding, mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, we, we're kind of look As it gets closer, mm-hmm. it gets more hectic for us. That's mm-hmm. what I found. And now that I know, like, in hindsight, a wedding planner would have been a, had that kind of systematic kind of process where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're three months out. Mm, do we check in with the vendors? <laughs> do we check that the venue hasn't burned down? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's something that um, that clients should think about um, if if they don't have a wedding planner to um, to expect and to and, and how to deal with it? And is there something that you would give to them as like a you didn't hire us, but here's my tip for you.
2: Um. The unexpected, <laughs> definitely.
1: Um, my my only advice to people, really, and this is more more so on the day rather than in the planning process, is um, things might go wrong. Um, you know, things can pop up that are unexpected, but enjoy your day, and as long as you end up married by the end of the day then it's been a success.
0: That's the main goal. Yeah. Keep your eye on the prize. Yeah, yeah.
1: Don't get caught up in all the little things because it's not going to matter tomorrow, you know, the fact that you're married, that's going to matter.
0: No one's going to judge you. They're all your friends. No, you they're not going to right remember people. that
2: at the end of the day. Yeah.
0: They just want the free booze, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: and good food. And quite
0: <laughs> often
1: the things that go wrong on the day are the best Parts because they're the fun things to talk about later, you know, um like.
0: Remember when uh, the PA cut out yeah, right, during yeah, the yeah. vows? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, we've had that happen actually. We've had yeah, that yeah. happen.
2: We we a, yeah, the ceremony, um oh, God, they had a a, a celebrant that printed off the wrong vows mm-hmm. for a wedding. <laughs> and, a lady passing out lady during pass- the ceremony, having to call an ambulance. Yep. But they still got married. And and it was a great wedding. And it was a great wedding. It's just, you know, you have to, it's easier said than done sometimes to not stress, but you really just need to take a deep breath and be like, as long as we say I do, that's all that matters. Mm.
0: Excellent. Um, Excellent. That's amazing. My my expect the unexpected happened last week for uh, my catering. Um, mm -hmm. Booked the caterer months ago and. Um, He's some family um, things yeah. uh, come up, um, where he has to go overseas, oh. and yeah, we have to look for a new caterer oh, now. No. And it's and it's been like, a, and it's like a maybe, like maybe stay, maybe go, and it's just like we're three months out. Um, Can't work on maybe at the moment. Oh, exactly. So <laughs> it's it's like we've we've come up with so many different plans and. Like me being in industry, it, it helps yeah. um, a lot, but um, I can just see how hectic it can get so easily. Yeah. Um, you started going through a little bit of a list of all the um, WTF moments that we'd call it on the show. <laughs> Do you have any more or, or any like colossal WTF moments um, during the uh, – mm-hmm. either, either the process or the on the day?
2: God, we've been fairly lucky and not had anything major. Like we said, it well, – Someone passing out is, you know, obviously not great. Um, God, I just think we've had to change venues the week before um, with one wedding. Mm, that's um, right. And just trying to oh. – God, yeah, let's say there's been on the phone to airport control for releasing balloons. There's, yeah, running out of the alcohol venues. There was the crazy neighbour. Crazy neighbour (laughs) banging at a garden wedding that started lawn mowing (laughs) and then banging on the fence in the middle of the ceremony. Um, Yeah, and then, oh, there was you and the drinks dispenser when the drinks dispenser got clogged up with fruit and so you had to saturate yourself in... In punch, in punch. I yeah.
0: think it was the dispenser?
1: <laughs> there were those those um, glass ones. They're about that big, oh, and there were two of them. But they had fruit in them, yeah. and it was my job to serve drinks after the ceremony. But the fruit clogged up the nozzle, and I ended up having to decant the entire contents of the punch into <laughs> bottles and try and get all the fruit out. But in the meantime, I my whole blouse was just covered in punch. I ended up going to the toilet, taking it off... Rinsing the whole blouse and then just putting it back on because there was no point trying to spot clean it. For the love of the client, exactly.
2: It's all these little things in the background, and most of, them, to be honest, most of them we don't even tell the client that this has happened. No, so they don't want to stress them out. No, so it's just it's almost like yeah, if you knew what went on behind the scenes with some things, it's yeah, it's comical on our part when we can look back at it and be like. Man, that was <laughs> hilarious. That was a good wedding. <laughs> that, I, think, I think we had another wedding where we had a bus picking guests up oh, and half the yeah. guests didn't turn up. And the bus driver sort of called me and he's like, I've done two laps now and if I don't leave now, we won't make it. And I was like, you're going to have to go. And Leave the guests that haven't arrived. Wow! So they all ended up rocking it. I think they all got taxis in in the end. But yeah, it was Ooh. um that was a interesting one. It's like go and find the groom and be like, yeah, you might not have half your guests.
0: <laughs> and at, at every one of these weddings, I'd say that it all just ended up. They still got married and yeah. they still lived happily ever after.
2: Yeah, all ended up perfect at the end. Nice. Nice. So it's, um, and it's always, I think that's like you say, there's a stress for them up into that, literally that I do moment. And then it feel this huge, right. mm. huge weight lifted off them. You can almost see the smile of relief onto them, you know, where they're like, Oh, we did it, <laughs> you know? Um, but it's, yeah. It's, I mean, each wedding is just so perfect in the end. It's yeah. so great to yeah. see it all at the end and, um, And I think, yeah, just um, we've just been yeah very fortunate. Been fully lucky, absolutely.
0: All right, girls. Well, we're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to come back right after these short messages. What is up, guys? The Perth Wedding Minds podcast now has Instagram and Facebook. We are still babies, but the podcast is going strong. If you would like to support us. We would love to have you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The best thing is you get to see and hear when the next episode is up with a few previews, including videos of our guests and uh, a few sneak peeks into the intel on who we interview next. Looking forward to seeing you guys on there. And if you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. At Perth Wedding Minds for Instagram, and Perth Wedding Minds on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Back to the show. We are going to now get into the topic of the ball. Yes. The ball. (laughs) So, uh, the wedding ball, the wedding charity ball, get the names right, Um, providing support for life to those living in WA with muscular dystrophy and neuromuscular conditions. So let's go back to the inaugural one last year. Um, what, what came out? What, what came, how did you come up with the idea?
2: I'd basically um, always thought how sad it is that you buy this amazing wedding dress or outfit and usually wear it once. Like I know I was a, always, whenever I went to a wedding, I would buy a new outfit for each wedding. And then they would never see the light of day again. Um, and I just thought that was really sad that that happened. And I just thought, what an amazing excuse to rewear your dress at an event. I mean, usually they're just put in a box and under the bed or in the wardrobe. And then it was just, okay, well, how can we then make this more, more of something? And that's when it was like, well, we'll make it a charity event, make it a charity ball. And then it was actually quite hard to actually pick a charity to support. There are so many amazing... Perth-based charities. And then we have um, my neighbour whose son was um, diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy and Make-A-Wish helped him. His wish was to have a robot built to help him annoy his sister. (laughs) <laughs> so um, we were just like, wow, you know, and then I looked more into it and, you know, all other wishes they've made for children, just as simple as going to the cinema or meeting their favourite celebrity, uh, going to Disneyland, things like that. And we were like, well, how can we help these kids more? And that's when we were like, okay, they will be our charity. And they, it was just amazing. And um, we managed to raise um, about $2,000 just in raffle ticket sales alone. Um and yeah, which was just amazing knowing that we were going to be helping some kids get their wish.
0: Nice. Nice. Mm. And um after the first event, or how did you how did the first event actually go? Really well.
2: Mm. Really well. Mm. It was a great success. Um it was just such a fun night. Mm. It was really, really fun. And we had so many amazing raffle prizes donated. Mm. Um that I think that sort of the first sort of quite few hours was just drawing raffle prizes. But again, it was great, you know. And our top prize was a um, stay at a hotel in Perth. But the prizes ranged from brewing beer, golf lessons, makeup, um, God, uh, grazing tables. Ooh, it was so many. Really it was, varied. We were just so overwhelmed with what we were given and the support we were given as well. Um, and from the sponsors as well for the night, yeah. you know, the photographer,
1: the photo booth, the DJ, the venue itself were really accommodating. Mm. Um, everyone that was involved were really generous with their time or their service or both. Mm. And it was just really amazing to see it all come together.
2: Yeah, And it was and it was we did have like a few people turn up in lovely dresses and they were like, oh, we were too scared to wear our wedding dress because we thought we might be the only people. And then when they come and they saw how many people in their wedding dresses, for example, and they were like, oh, we're definitely coming back next year and wearing our wedding dresses. But it was also nice to see people that had come just in some, you know, their favorite outfit because, you know, to let people know that it yes, it is called the wedding dress ball, but it is for any outfit you want to wear. You know, yeah. any nice outfit you've got, come along. I'm and excited. Wear it again. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I'm like, in my head right now. As you're saying that, with all, with all these different brides. Uh, oh, it was their... the variety
2: was amazing. We had this lovely um, older couple come from Two Rocks, that she had her wedding dress on. It was something like fifty years old. This mm. wedding dress, it was stunning, handmade yeah, as well, and her. still fitted her. Yeah, it was just, and then we went. To the you know, recently married a couple of months ago. It was, and each dress was different. There was a pink wedding dress there. I think a blue wedding dress there. Oh, it was just amazing mm. to see everything. Mm-hmm. It was, and just... you had
0: clients return. Yeah,
2: yeah. We've got we've got. Um... Oh, sorry, people coming back, or we yeah. got yeah. We've we've got some, yeah. Definitely, we've got people amazing. coming back. Amazing. And and the nice thing we got to do is when people arrived, we had a red carpet arrival as entrance and then we had an arbor and made it sort of like a prom uh, prom photo opportunity which yep.
0: everybody loved I'm, as I'm well really to <laughs> i'm really looking forward to doing that i'm really looking forward to doing that um, all right, so one at one at four now to this year's um, date, the thirty first of October. Yes, um, Halloween. Are... <laughs> Halloween. Yes. Yeah, maybe we can interlace that theme. In totally, theme. <laughs> I'm keen.
1: I don't think Lisa's keen. But I
0: <laughs> and uh, just for the audience, where is it held?
2: It's being held at Mulberry Estate in Carversham, um, which is a beautiful venue um, right on the Swan River. And the room we've got looks over their back area and over to the river as well. And, yep, Claire and Corey are just amazing um, and we're very keen to be on board again and help us out. So, yeah, we're really happy to be there again.
0: Excellent, excellent. And has it been a, a smoother process the second time? Um,
2: a little bit because we know more what to do. We've got um, – we've approached um, – well, we've approached – some vendors made it very clear from the beginning that if we did it again, they wanted to be involved Ooh, again. Yep. So that was really lovely. Um, and then we just branched out and just gave the opportunity for um, other vendors to join in and, like yourself, step forward, which was amazing. So it's great. You know, we, we love that we've got new people on board as well to help us do this night, and we love that we've got the, some original vendors from last year. And if we can make this a yearly event, it would be – Amazing. Mm. Um, So, yeah, we are excited to do it again. And, yeah, and, again, some of the offers we've got for raffle prizes, people are just so generous. Mm. It's really great to see.
0: And from your end, apart from um, the, you know, the new raffle uh, raffle items and the vendors, new vendors, how are you making this different to last year?
2: Mm. Um, We're not. We're not. We're trying to keep it – because the theme is very much the same. as the wedding dress charity ball. So we, we, the only things we make different is the styling will be different from mm. last year. We, muscular dystrophy, their colour is predominantly purple in their logo, so we'll bring a lot of purple in. Like last year with Make-A-Wish, we made it very blue. Um, so this year it will be mainly purple um based but otherwise we'll try to keep it the same but we will try and change up little things of it um and you know if any of our on the night vendors have any suggestions we'll definitely go with it you know and being halloween um my only concern was making it i didn't want it to turn into a fancy dress yeah but you know if someone wants to do like a bit of you know, scary makeup or something like that. Zombie or, bride. Yeah. <laughs> then you know we're all for it. You know we're all for, we're very open. We're not um, we're not going to turn anyone away for anything. But you know, having a bit of a a black bridesmaid bride dress or something like that could be quite
0: yeah fun.
2: Yeah.
0: Fun, yeah. Nice. And and uh, how many are you expected expecting to turn up?
2: Well, last year we had about eighty. So if we can just hit that again, that would be great. You know, any more would be even better because then we make more money for the charity. Um, But, yeah, if we can have around the same sort of numbers as last year, we'll be stoked with that.
0: But, yeah, ecstatic if we can have more. Excellent, excellent. And uh, going forward from the event, um, is there anything else in the works for you two?
1: Um, Not at this stage. We're pretty much focusing on the ball specifically Um, and because, um, you know, COVID hit and things like that, we're just sort of seeing what happens. Um, You know, obviously things are going really well for weddings now. People can have them but it might regress, hopefully not. So Mm. we're just taking it step by step at the Mm. moment, focusing on the ball for now and... um, We'll go from there.
0: That dreadful second wave. Mm. Yes, yeah. like, so
1: hopefully it doesn't come yeah. to WA, but you just never know.
0: Yeah, mm. we're keeping it. Uh, we're keeping an eye on it. Uh, I'm looking at it all the time through mm. through all the socials. But um, I think I think we we Westerners are pretty good. Yeah, mm. I think
2: if we can definitely keep our borders closed, we're yeah. we're in a really good spot. So and then we don't have much to
0: worry about at all.
2: So, yeah, fingers crossed they do. And then, yeah, we can all
0: go ahead with everything. Mm. (laughs) Um, All right. So we're going to go through like a quick five-minute kind of speed round. Okay. and you all have to have an answer. Both have to have an answer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh,
1: <God>. the pressure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I'll try to keep it as uh, fun as, as we can. If you, okay. if you f- feel like you passed, then that's okay. Um, all right. So firstly, back to the uh, wedding planning theme uh, for you two. Uh, favorite uh, theme to organize. Oh. Favorite theme? theme. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's hard. I'm trying to keep it um, uh, biased, Uh, -biased.
0: -biased. non-biased. Non-biased.
2: Non-biased. I'm quite a fan of the cocktail style, you know, DIY food vans. I really like those kind of weddings. I have to say they're probably one of my Mm. favourites. The theme... I'm the
1: opposite. Mm. I like really fancy, schmancy. <laughs> bougie. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. That's good. You've <laughs> yeah. That's good. Okay. Um, artist or DJ? Ooh. And why?
2: Both. I was going to say both. And why?
0: And why? <laughs>
1: um, I think DJ later on to get everyone yeah. on the dance floor and, you know, Doing requests and all that sort of thing, but like live music is
0: yeah you can't awesome. Beat it. it
1: really sets a vibe, yeah. especially for the ceremony and maybe for the first part of the, the, the pre-dinner the, drinks, yeah, Post-ceremony yeah.
2: drinks, yeah. I think a, a, a live mm. live musician is always so nice. And the harpist
1: just... that um, oh, one of our clients yeah. had as she walked down the aisle was absolutely wow. yeah. amazing. beautiful,
2: amazing. Especially as she played Harry Potter. Yes. Oh. Yes. Wow.
0: Okay, here's here's another. Okay. Uh, fancy beach or fancy Swan Valley. Swan Valley. Swan Valley. Swan Valley? Why?
2: Yeah. Oh, I just don't think you can beat the Swan Valley. Like I love it. it's got so many beautiful venues and each venue is offers so many different things. Like you've got some that are a bit tucked away, some right on this you know, right in the middle of a vineyard, some right on the Swan River. Oh, I just think it's so picturesque. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just love the vineyards and that feel,
1: that sort of mm. style. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna save the beach uh, venues here. What's yeah. a good thing about having a beach wedding?
2: Beautiful. They are beautiful. Beautiful. I think you know. If I think a, you know you could have a lovely sunset ceremony on the beach, you know, with the with the waves come you know behind you, and yeah, we have done some stunning beach. Beach venue weddings and uh, you know, um, if it's at an actual venue, yes, they're stunning.
1: If it's on the beach itself, nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) They are a nightmare Nightmare. to set up. We've done one. The The wind wind, and
2: sand and the setups. Like we we did one. I think it was in Mendari and. It felt like it was like I had to walk about a mile with these chairs and we had 40 chairs to set up and I was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So for that aspect, yes, beach weddings are a nightmare. Yeah. Can if it's at an actual venue, are things to go fine. around. Yeah. No, yeah. not so much. No? It's just more. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously Fremantle, you've got the wind that comes in in the <sighs> afternoon, yep. which is a nightmare. Um and, you know,
1: traipsing through the sand and things if it's on the actual beach for the mm-hmm. bride and the guests as well can, you know, yeah be a bit difficult.
0: Well, t- t- speaking about wind, um, Lisa, best time of day to start the ceremony
2: Ooh. and why? I, I always like a 3, 3, 3.30. I just think it's – you get – Good lighting for that depending well, I suppose depending on what time of year but then you know usually ceremonies last about half an hour then you can have about an hour afterwards for photography 45 minutes for photography with family and friends then you can go off and have your own photography done on your own and then you can have your reception start about six o'clock and then finish about 11 o'clock. And I think that is a good sort of timing. Any longer, you could be looking at your guests getting a bit tetchy, especially if they have a long wait between ceremony and reception. Um, You also run the risk of them drinking a lot, and then you're starting the reception with lots of drunk people. Um, So, yeah, 3 o'clock is is my Mm. perfect time, I think. Depending on the time of year,
1: um, Mm. it could even be – 3.30, 4 o'clock in summer. Mm. Um, I I agree because I think traditionally back in the day you would have a church wedding at 10 o'clock in the morning and mm. then the bride and groom go off for their photos and then guests have hours of sitting around mm. doing nothing and then going back for the reception at 5 or 6 o'clock. So it's a whole day, everyone's tired it's too much. I think having that three or four o'clock start, you can give it your full energy and just, and it sort of flows better as well without being really disjointed.
2: Yeah. yeah my um, personal experience, my wedding in England, we got married at 11. And then I think we had a sit down late lunch about two. And then another break, and then we had the reception evening reception after that, and it was yeah a mm. long long day. Mm-hmm. Nice. So
0: extended answers, but I love it. Sorry, <laughs> I love it. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, scenario: uh, Bride is really late to the ceremony. What is the? What are the proceedings?
2: Well, you just have to. There's not much you can really do. If she's going to be late, she's going to be late, so you just inform the groom that she is turning up and don't let him panic. <laughs> let the guests know. Um, and then you just have to go with the flow with it, really. Um, there's not much you can do. That's out of your hands if she's running late. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's just reassuring. I think my main thing would be reassuring the groom Mm. that she is turning up. Yeah. I think just communication. Mm. Communicate
1: to everyone that's there what's happening and then they can make their choices. If she's running, you know, an hour late, they could go get a coffee or something (laughs) and come Mm. back. If it's, you know, half an hour they can stay. I think it's just, yeah, keeping communication open.
0: Yeah. Key vendor cancelling 48 hours out. Mm. Um, I
1: want to say panic, but no, <laughs> you never panic. Never panic. <laughs> Putting out a massive post on, mm. face, on all the Facebook wedding pages and reaching out to all of our contacts to see if we can find a replacement mm. immediately.
2: Yeah, it will, it will always work out.
0: Mm, It was always work out. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. All righty. And we'll uh, wrap it up there. I want to leave the audience with one final piece of advice. It doesn't have to be wedding related. It can be be anything you like. But what uh, would one piece of advice be for anything, Uh, really? Go with the flow. (laughs) Go with the flow.
2: And don't let anybody tell you what to do on your wedding day, what you want on your wedding day. It's your day. usually only get to do it once. Have exactly what you want,
0: you know. I love that.
2: Definitely. I think
1: for me it's just relax, like enjoy the process, enjoy the planning, enjoy the day, don't stress. It's all going to work out.
0: Love it. Mm-hmm. You can only plan so much. Uh, you can only do so much planning up to your day, mm-hmm. and when the day comes, that's it. It's like studying for an exam. Exactly. That's when yeah. you start your exam, that's you just go with it now. Exactly. Yeah. It's, there's not
2: much more. You can't do much. That's it. It's it's you've done everything you can, and yeah, let's say go with the flow.
0: Excellent. <laughs> All right, girls, is there uh, one thing that you can um, do is just tell me more about how we, uh, the audience can find you and how to contact you in terms of your services and also uh, the ball itself? So we are on
2: Facebook and Instagram as Gem Wedding Planners, and we also have our web page, uh, which is www.genweddings.com.au.
0: Yep. J-E-M. J-E-M. J-E-M, yes.
2: Good. And we also, for our wedding dress ball, we have the um, Instagram, which is Wedding Dress Charity Ball Path, and the same for Facebook, and all our information and ticketing information is on our webpage as well.
0: Perfect. Thanks for coming in, girls. And uh, I look forward to this ball yes. and working with you closely um, for... Yeah, for years to come. It's been an absolute pleasure having you in. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for having us. You have been listening to the Perth Wedding Minds Podcast. We appreciate your time and hope to have brought you value. If you would like a question answered or become a guest on the show, email in on weddingmindspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.